0: Yeah, I, I'm Jackson. I have zero experience
1: with carpentry. I studied at a school for historic preservation in Boston and learned about how things were built you know, 250 years ago. There's a long way to go. I'm nowhere near the top.
2: Not that I thought I was, but there's so much more to do out there.
0: Welcome back to the Passion for Craft podcast. Uh, we're really excited. We've got our first in-person guest here. Ooh, uh, wow. <laughs> yeah. So this is Austin Buley. He is a, an architect. Um, Austin, I, we don't have you on a Zoom call, so I'll just let you kind of uh, explain who you are.
3: Okay, here we go. Um, yeah, so Austin Buley. Um, so I practice uh, residential architecture. Um, You know, typically um, high-end homes uh, with a lot of detail and character. So, um, my uh, just a brief backstory on kind of how I got here. Um, So, I have always loved you know designing and kind of being creative. Even as a as a young kid, Um, I originally thought I was going to be an engineer. I uh, wanted to you know design roller coasters and like just just get creative. Um, so kind of from fourth grade all the way through high school, I thought, okay, engineers, something creative. Um, and then I hit, you know, physics and I was like, hmm. <laughs> the most creative yeah, part of engineering. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like, let me maybe take a step back and, and rethink this. And uh, and so, you know, I kind of grappled with that idea for a while and really ar- architecture wasn't on the radar for me. Um, until um, I got into a a course in high school as a junior year of high school um, and it was a drafting course and so learned how to you know do AutoCAD and kind of the um, proper sizes of rooms and kind of laying out a house and so by the end of that that semester uh, we had you know kind of this one-story house that we thought through and so I was like, Oh, I really, really like this. Like, you know, just this kind of technical aspect of it. Um, and you know, all the other kids in the class are like, this is so boring. Like, you <laughs> know, like what why are we doing this? And I'm like, this is fun. Like, and so I, I kind of was like, okay, there's, there's something there. Um, and, uh, my, my wife who was my girlfriend at the time, we were, you know, just kind of talking and, uh, and you know, I was just telling her, I was like, man, you know, this physics thing's not really working out for me. Like, (laughs) I I love the idea of like, you know, mechanical engineering and, you know, kind of that, that technical, technical aspect. But um, I just didn't feel like I necessarily had that like natural aptitude to, you know, take, take on that, that engineering role. Um, And she was just out out of the blue. She's like, you should look at architecture. Because I was, you know, talking about I guess I was talking about it in school and, uh, and, uh, I was like, okay, yeah. So, um, senior year I switched from, there was an engineering graphics course or there's an architecture graphics course. And so I switched from the engineering to the architecture graphics. And, uh, so we dove deeper into architecture from there. And, uh, yeah, I never, never looked back after that. I, I really just, I enjoyed kind of like the, the dull nature of the, like, the profession at first, you know, yeah. kind of like the real, like kind of nitty gritty, like not necessarily the creative aspect of it. Right. Um, and so, um, that summer after, after high school, I got an internship with a, a local architect. And so I started, um, you know, drawing details for her and, you know, um, working on floor plans with her and everything. And, um, yeah, so uh, applied to architecture school, um, got in and uh, and then first day of school, I was like, I, I just did not, I guess I didn't have a good understanding of like what architecture was <laughs> like, you know. Sounds I had, cool. Yeah, I had that, that technical thing, but the first day we show up at school and it was just like, design a place for a rock. And it was like, what does that <laughs> even mean? You for know, a like, rock? Yeah, for a rock. And it was, like, very, like, ambiguous <laughs> and, like, just, like, what is, you know, these form, space, order, you know, like, all wow. of these, like, very ambiguous ideas. Uh, you really, like, it's just, like, whoa, I was not expecting this. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so it was kind of this, like, okay, here we go. Uh, and so I really, I fell in love with that, that creative side of it where it's, like, you, you're just grappling with, just very big ideas. And, uh, um, yeah. So, um, and that's the long back story.
2: So. <laughs> I, no, I, like yeah. I, I didn't context. know that. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
0: Um, and uh, I mean, uh, not to throw, um, something else on the table, but you are also a, a shipwright or I don't know what the correct term is. Yeah,
3: that, that, that's the. Uh, I'm not a professional shipwright. I don't do it on a daily basis. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So after architecture school, um, I I basically walked out of architecture school thinking like, I don't know as much as I I wish I did. Yeah. Uh, and um, I'm kind of I, I will be drawing plans for someone to execute, and mm-hmm. I don't fully get that um, you know, kind of what, what that entails and kind of, there was a little bit of a disconnect there. Uh, and so, um, I was fortunate enough. I, I became really passionate about woodworking when I was in architecture school, yeah. um, seeing like, um, uh, George Nakashima and, um, I studied abroad in, in Italy. And so I saw a lot of like great sculptures and, um, you know, just, witnessed a lot of masters, um, of the, of the past. And, uh, so I, I love this idea of craft and woodworking and the the architect, um, being a builder, um, was really inspiring to me, uh, furniture makers and furniture designers and that kind of stuff. So, um, I came across a school, um, just randomly on, on vacation, um, called the Northwest school of wooden boat building up in washington state and uh we toured the school and i was my mom could just see that i was like so passionate about it and uh she's like you should if you're interested in doing this you should you should really consider it um and you know so we toured it i absolutely loved it uh you know these kids were hands-on you know just hand planes and chisels and you know sawdust was flying and you know this beautiful um you know functional object was being created you know it's like there's no like fluff around a boat it's the beauty is the function right Um, absolutely and so i (laughs) we came back to texas and i I applied like that next day i was like i'm not not backing out of this like i want to do this and uh, getting ready to graduate and all my friends are, you know, going to the master's programs and like, like I'm going to boat building school. <laughs> and they are like, what are you doing? You know, like, <laughs> no, that's awesome. I like that I, you yeah, that's saw that. Really cool.
2: I like that. You saw like there was a disconnect between just drawing something down, but you wanted to be able to physically, you know, carry that out.
3: Yeah. And it's, uh, it, it is so much harder to like than I originally like, thought it would be, you know, like, it's like, okay, you know, even, even today, like I draw something and then I go to execute that, like, you know, just uh, personal projects, like dining room Mm -hmm. tables and that kind of stuff. And you just see these pitfalls and it's like, Hmm, I thought I had that, you know, (laughs) like I thought I really nailed that. It looked good on paper. Yeah. It looked good on paper, but you get there and you're like, yes, it could be executed that way, but it would be way harder. And like, what, what's the point of doing that? Like, yeah. if I just change this one little detail, it would be so much easier and like, you know, totally. And it doesn't affect the overall aesthetic of the project. Yeah. How um, long
2: were you in that boat building school? Uh,
3: so it was a year long. Okay. Yeah. Nice.
2: So you got a, you got familiar with all those hand tools and everything.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So it, um, so their, their mission is, you know, to, to preserve and, uh, promote craftsmanship. Um, and so really the, uh, the founder of that school, uh, saw back in the eighties that, you know, uh, wooden boat building was dying. It was a dying art. Yeah. And, you know, so he founded the school to, to keep it alive. Um, that's really cool. Yeah. It's, it was, I mean, it's amazing what they're doing there. And, um, you know, everyone in, in Port Townsend is like, you know they're a black blacksmith or you know they oh really? yeah they're woodworkers cool. you've got trip trades everywhere. everywhere. yeah like it's it's a it is very alive there
2: that's did really your, cool yeah did your boat end up floating no <laughs> uh, which one
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> um well we we have a lot of really uh i think fun questions for you yeah. today um really to just get your expertise and expertise and opinions and a lot of this stuff and um, a lot more of them are catered to architecture as a whole but um, I think a lot of it relates to um, craft and uh, craft as a whole and so if anything um, shipwright wise matches in or plays in um, would love to just hear all of that as a whole but um, I, I think you know The format of this show is uh, I'm kind of the apprentice, don't really know anything. Richard is there, boots on the ground, doing it, the journeyman, um, and Brent has hung up the tool belt, the master, knows a lot of stuff, and so that's kind of the roles that we all play, and so I would say you would fit into the journeyman master-ish level, right, where you're actively doing architecture right now. I don't right know now. if you can like classify yourself
3: as that, I think right. other people have to classify you. <laughs> well yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. <I'm> no. <laughs> let us
2: say yeah. master journeyman somewhere in yeah, that range. Well, um, well
1: it, but answer that question. Uh, where do you think you are in that uh, triad of yeah. you know levels?
3: Yeah, I, I am constantly hungry for new information and curious. Mm-hmm. And so I don't think I would, I ever really um, call myself a master because like, I just, I feel like the further I go go into this profession, the more I realize how little I know. Mm. And so like, it's just kind of one of those like lifelong journeys and you hope that, you know, there's light at the end of the tunnel or there's like some like, ah, I made it. Like, I don't think there's ever going to be that feeling where like I'm here. I would agree with that. I think if, if that is, if that does happen, like that's usually when you retire, you're uh-huh. going to need to retire. Yeah. It's like, it's like Do you get bored. Right? You you've lost, lost the hunger. Yeah, you've, you've lost, lost it. Yeah. Like, why yeah, are you one, doing it anymore? One of
1: the other things that I, uh, you know, we obviously talked beforehand. I've known Austin a long time. Um, he uh, is, is in the, in the building world. Okay. The architect, you know, was means master builder, right? Mm-hmm. He was that, that person who, and, and I think you saw that after leaving architecture school that you understood how to draw, but you didn't know how to build. And you, you wanted to tie those two together. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if that's an accurate yeah, one. And, for and sure. And
0: before you even answer that, I, I do want to just uh, take care of an apprentice loose end that's happening right now, uh, where um, at, as a homeowner, I, I think especially in today's day and age where like the idea of having an architect on a job May be lost uh, where there's like a lot of production builders where maybe there was one architect a while ago who designed this house and now production builders. Are me, um, for me, I called him an architect for you know 12 years of my life where I had no idea what it what his job was, um, and still to this day, what would you define an architect as? Um, like how would you classify like what does it mean to be an architect and what role are you playing in the home-building process?
3: Yeah, I think that that's a, a great question um, and I feel like it's a, gonna be a different answer for a lot of people right uh, and so uh, There's kind of like in my mind. There's like two schools of, of architects like one you know is a is an organizer and a you know, they basically coordinate the, the project uh, and they're really good at, you know, just keeping everyone focused on the project, uh, delegating tasks and just kind of a manager of a project. Uh, and then you've got the the other spectrum where, you know, it is, you know, driving the overall um, direction of the project um, aesthetically, mm-hmm. the feel of it, you know, very creative, creatively driven person. And I think. Um, you know those two mentalities are two kind of um you know two two different brain types i would say yeah. like they don't it's hard to be both you know you really need to kind of know who you are mm-hmm. and um so i would say like you know those are kind of the, the two schools of thought there um but you know it, it's changed over, over the years too cuz i mean really like the architect you know did everything. They did, you know, the lighting, they did the HVAC. I mean, they were, they were thinking through the structure. Um, but now you're kind of like, um, we've got so many specialists that are, you know, you have the HVAC, the mechanical uh, designers, you've got lighting designers Mm and interiors. And so, um, I think in many ways it, it, um, it's tough to be that old school architect. Yeah. um, And, and just have, um, have your hand in every aspect of it. Right.
0: Okay. And out of those. Can I go
1: back to my question? Just one more. (laughs) You
0: you said, you said those are two types of different people, right? Which one do you fall into more like creative designer or the uh, organizer?
3: Yeah. I, I would say uh, my temperament is more creative. Cool. Um, I, I, try to be that organizer that you know that you know rally everyone around and delegate mm. every every aspect of it but yeah um, that doesn't necessarily come as natural f- f- uh, to me uh-huh. um, than the creative side of yeah. things So
0: okay awesome Richard did you have a question yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, Austin is being a l- little humble he's an excellent design architect he is his uh, designs are awesome and very talented. Appreciate and that. so, um, but I, I think where I was going to say before I get interrupted <laughs> is, uh, I don't think you're in it. This is so important. Okay. That talking to an architect and understanding this thing, because design in my mind is, you know, uh, a lot of we are building a lot of ugly houses today okay why are we building ugly houses because there's no longer a designer involved in the process to what austin was just alluding to you know there are builders who think they are architects and think they are designers who think you know our my house i don't need it designed because my houses sell right or my houses are well designed because they sell and so that that, that is um that and that's not a true statement the, the houses are selling because there's a glut of houses on the market and people are buying anything and so the, there is a, a lot of uh um, bad design out there and so the the thought of the role of the architect and how he you know gets involved in the job and what he does and and his designs are supremely important today and so you know if you're listening out there and kind of going why are we talking to an architect um we're talking to him because we're talking about this is not just a function business. It's not just about you know uh, you know lighting and electrical and mechanical and you know have blowing a you know point two on your your blower door. It's th- those are metrics that are performance metrics. Those are not metrics that are you know making things beautiful. So having someone, especially a design architect like Austin here, I think is very important. Yeah, we're missing beauty in
2: architecture we are missing for beauty. sure. And I don't I, when those production builders. Do they like Jackson was saying, do they think they have one architect that designs all their stuff and just says, all right, go, go build it. Or.
3: Yeah. I, I was actually, um, after school, um, I did some, some work for a production, a custom production company. Uh, so it was, you know, 750 to a million, I would say would be kind of like the, the range. And, um, it was a bunch of like stock plans essentially that like um we would adapt Mm -hmm. and so it's like you could move the master over here and then so there were roofline impacts and there were there were some changes associated with it but it's not a a a custom home fitted to a piece of property and you know you've got you're thinking about you know the sun path and wind and noise and like all the elements that you know really should drive like the shape of the house and so it's just kind of like well let's let's see if this fits on this lot and yeah it does and then we can oh we can shift it over here and so um i think there's a lot of that happening um but yeah i mean some of these bigger companies they they have you know technical draftsmen that are are essentially driving the design of things um and so And based
1: on a spreadsheet of costs, uh, I would suspect, right, yeah. that we needed to be, you know, under this thing that, f- therefore, we can't have these materials. We can't have, right? I mean, yeah, I would think.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, don't, I haven't been in that that industry or that side of things uh, in a long time. But um, yeah. yeah, I would imagine that there's there's numbers associated with that, um, you know, trying to hit hit targets there. Right. Do you? <laughs> you,
1: you have like a, 50 questions there. Uh-huh. I'm trying to read those. That's That's <laughs> yeah, hey, easy there. I'll ask the question. Yeah. No, <laughs> uh, no, go ahead. I,
0: I think, uh, yeah, I, just even hearing what you're saying, I'm like getting really excited. And just thinking about like a lot of the creative design that goes into a house, uh, it is fun to hear someone say like, you're thinking about the way that the wind is going to hit the house, the way that the sun is going to hit the house. That is cool. That's cool that there is that amount of like attention to detail and, uh, something that, um, we, we were interviewing, uh, Eric on, who is a plumber. Um, he was just saying like, we want you to be comfortable in your home. Right. And those aspects, I do feel like that falls into that. Like if you're going to have a, a wall full of windows, you want to consider where the sun is going to lie yeah. on a house. Cause I've been in, you know, a McMansion style home with just the modern wall of windows and you're just sitting in the, the main <laughs> sitting room blinded
1: by the sun at night. It's just <laughs> this like, <is> great. <laughs> where, where's the thought? Where's the consideration? So much light. <laughs> so so to that question um uh, or to the question I'm gonna ask um, go for it dude the uh, uh um what percentage start a little controversial Viva asked the questions. So, uh what percentage of houses today built do you think are you know well done beautiful you know well conceived well thought through wow
3: um I mean maybe a percent.
1: Wow, 1%.
3: <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm just thinking, maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking of all of the uh the production houses being produced. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like they're all just this the kind of the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I I think, you know, all for the most part those kind of are grouped into um, you know, not 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 so, the greatest <laughs> so how
1: do you so if it's one percent let's just say and that maybe that's generous that um it's it, it's it's a single digit number for me too but yeah. but i but you know i didn't think i didn't consider it being less than one <laughs> so um, sorry five per, one to five no 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 i that's why i asked and so um you know how do you you know our podcast is because i think craft is you know good craft is one percent right is or it's five percent or right. whatever the thumbnail is so how are you doing or what do you do to improve design and and beauty in your in your projects
3: uh yeah that's a great question um yeah i think um i try to bring a level of uh, uh basically tailoring this house to each client and so you know learning about how they live in the house how they flow you know really what their day in and day out looks like and listen to the challenges that they're faced with in their current current position and try to make their life as easy as possible yeah um you know i i would I've worked with Brent for many years. so I, I love that the word the narrative of the house that you you talk about a lot and I think that that's so true to to kind of have that like true north um, for a project. It's not like, you know, we live in this this Pinterest age where it's like, oh, there's there's so much great inspiration that you can glean from Pinterest. Yeah. But if you're not careful, it's like this room looks like this and this room looks like that, and there's it's hard to kind of like um, bring all of that together into a cohesive whole. Absolutely. And so, kind of like filter out all the noise.
2: It's like you're in a showroom. Yeah. Oh, you could have this, this, but it's the same house. <sighs> right. That it doesn't flow
3: exactly yeah. and i think that there are there are good examples of like uh themed rooms and like you know john staub did that a lot um or you know he's taking moments from his travels and you know mm-hmm. bringing them into into one home but um i think if you're not careful you know you, you do need to go in having this is this is the vibe this is the the true north of this project mm-hmm. and, and holding true to that um And the details, it's not, it doesn't end at, like, the overall, like, massing of the house. Like, that can feel nice. But then when you start looking at, like, okay, the, you know, the scale of the body versus, like, the scale of the hand, like, the the tactile nature of it. Like, those kind of details, like, Mm -hmm. what materials you're using and how are they coming together, um, that's where I think architecture's really born, is, you know, bringing materials together in a, you know, a harmonious way. Yeah. So...
1: Absolutely. Those are some that's a very philosophical, there's a very arch- architect way of answering that question. The 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 uh Sorry. You you are talking about <laughs> you <laughs> Don't apologize. That's exactly yeah. what No, talking. I mean it it is. I'm I'm sitting here thinking about someone out there listening to this going, "Okay, what does that mean?" Okay? Yeah. I I know what you mean, but but I don't know if it, we worked together for a long time and so yeah. you know, we know each other well. Um I would say that the first part of that to answer your question was about function, right? Was, was, were functional things for sure. How, how do you make something beautiful? Let me ask it that way.
3: Um, I think there's, there's great examples. um, I mean, just from the past, I mean, there, you, you do have to look at the past where we've come from and where we are today and how we can adapt that. I mean, there's, it's not like you can just say this is a blank canvas and you know, we've been stuck in, you know, modernism for how many years now? Like we can't break out at what is that next, uh, that next style. Um, and I think, um, you know, it kind of goes back, um, I didn't brush on it, but, uh, whenever I got out of school, you know, everything was very modern, you know, you're going to be this, uh, you're going to be doing a lot of corporate buildings and these giant skyscrapers and like, and then I got out and it was like, um, I remember this, uh, one of my friends at boat school, I showed him my portfolio and he was like, you know, flipping through it and he's just kind of like, hmm mm-hmm. And, uh, and at the end he was like, but can you do like normal stuff? <laughs> <laughs> <That's so funny. laughs> yeah. And I was like, we're doing all modern. Yeah. Like, and just yeah. like very like conceptual, like, yeah, you know, just these, like, they're pretty to look at, but it's like, you don't see them in the real world. You know, right. it's like, so there was like, if you um, go to,
1: if you go to your website, you see things that are based in the past, right? You see yeah. some. I don't know if you still have the modern stuff up there. What, what's your website, real quick, so people are listening they could go check. Yeah, out so target. it's
3: www dovetailds dot Design yeah, Studio. Design Studio.
1: Ds dot yeah. um, The you know you you've mentioned a couple things. Looking at the past, something I believe as well. One thing that. You wouldn't know if you, and you don't know, um, but Austin is an amazing sketcher, okay? he his, his hand, okay, for drafting and drawing is wonderful. And so um, I think that's a big p- component of what makes you sensitive to, you know, good design. That you can, when you draw it and you take what's up there on a building and put it on the paper, I think you build that into your brain and and you understand details and proportion and scale better for you do you agree with that or yeah
3: so um i i was very fortunate to have uh some really great influential uh professors in in school um mark blizzard being one of them uh and i studied abroad with him in, in italy and um his sketchbooks are just like i mean this guy is there's just so much coming out of him. Like, it's, it's amazing what he, how his brain works. Um, and so really one of our courses in, in Italy was, you know, we submitted sketchbooks at the end of the semester and you just got graded on the content of them. Wow. Uh, and so what we would do is we would go into cathedrals and we would, you know, pace out column spacings. And so, um, and then you would, you would essentially get the proportions of the floor plan with respect to the elevations and the sections and, and you're d- doing it all hand, you know, wow. just freehand, uh, with a, uh, a fountain pen and, and, a, and, a sketchbook. Um, and yeah, then not, so not pencil pen pen Yeah. So, and then explain that. The, Why is that? Well, one of the, one of the beauties, um, is that, um, well first with pen like if you mess up you just have to like roll with it yeah uh, and there's kind of that like that J- Japanese like wabi-sabi mentality that's like you know there's there's beauty in the imperfections uh, and so like to like let's say you had a little too much espresso and your hand is shaking like that's beautiful in its own right and so like just embrace that that waviness and like the fluidity of it um, and so you know, to your point basically we were studying these, the proportions of these great buildings um, in sketch. And one thing with, with sketching is that you know, not uh, when when you take a picture of something, you're framing it and you're, you know, you are studying it, but when you're sketching it, you have to look at every nuanced element of it. Wow! And so it's like, okay, like to draw that, you have to see how that light is hitting that one little moment. And, you know, just the, um, how things come together, yeah. you know? So you have to study it a lot more. Uh, and so that's kind of where that comes from. I think, um, you know, we're getting off on a tangent here, but um, you know, I think in a lot of situations, it's, it's easy to just try to jump straight into the computer for a drawing or for a, a home, um, cause it's clean and it's, you know, it's orderly, but yeah. I think the longer you can stay on paper uh, and get that true north, uh, the better that, that product becomes because it's, it's really, it's coming from your brain to your hand and it's a kind of this, uh, feedback loop through there. Wow. Um, Do you
2: do a lot of, uh, pin work today with like what you're doing now?
3: I, you know, it's funny. I I, I'm talking like a, you know, this is very poetic. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my, my new sketchbook is my iPad. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like everything I, it's a, it's a really amazing tool, honestly, but that oh, is, that sure. is my new sketchbook. Yeah. Um,
0: so I have a question about all of that because, um, there's this conversation that we've had and, uh, it, it basically is just with the improvement of different things. Um, we feel like, especially with the improve, like the addition of MDF, the addition of, uh, you know all sorts of like new tools that are coming out. Um, quality of building seems to get worse, um, and so uh, I thought this is funny hearing you say AutoCAD's bad. Um, not I'm not trying to put words in your mouth, bad, but, but <laughs> like it it, it, uh, it impedes part of that process, or it can do that. Um, so it, I'm uh, I guess the question I'm wondering is: Do you feel like as architectural tools have developed and gotten more? Uh, gotten better um obviously, it makes the process easier. do you feel like it improves craft within architecture, or uh do you feel like with the addition of you know great things like AutoCAD and other stuff like that that it, it actually starts to hurt craft
3: i think it's it in its in itself does not do anything okay it is simply a tool uh and one thing that I think if you're not careful, it basically Is deciding a lot of things by default Mm -hmm. and so like by taking a a sketch and saying this is where I want to go versus trying to just think through it in the computer um, and kind of letting some of those defaults guide your your decision making. Mm -hmm. Because
1: there's a library of windows, there's a library of doors that you get to choose from that aren't maybe perfect to the ideal that that restrict the ultimate design. Is that
3: exactly. Yeah. I mean, um, so yeah, kind of approaching it from sketch to now we're going into the computer and having that that idea of what you're trying to accomplish before you jump into it, I think is a is a better way of doing it than um because yeah, like I mean everything is um I think building information modeling and AutoCAD and all that, they're fantastic tools and I've I use them yeah, Uh, and I think they're, they're great. Uh, You just, we just gotta be, we have to be careful on how we use them. Some of these houses making the decisions.
0: Yeah.
2: Sorry to cut you off, but some Mm. of these houses, it looks like I just went in there and picked stuff, you know, and I think (laughs) maybe that's why like the, uh, it takes an artist to sketch someone who's skilled, you know, to develop that, that uh, craft of sketching and all the beautiful things you're talking about when you're in Italy. It's like, when you bring a computer into it, it kind of like lowers the entry level. Mm-hmm. So where anyone can just jump on and be like, Hey, I can, I can make a house. Look, drag and drop this here. Right. Whereas like someone who doesn't have that background who didn't go to the schools and, you know, studying all that stuff, they don't understand the proportion that that someone like you does. So maybe that's why we're ending up with some of these you know, McMansion style houses. Yeah.
3: I mean, you look at it and it's like, Oh, it has a kitchen. It's got the bathrooms. It meets all of these, this criteria, but you know, does it feel, does it feel good? You know, it's a, well,
1: and to Jackson's question, um, the, uh, you know, the whole AutoCAD thing, I, I feel like it's, it's similar to the CNC, uh, where you're given this library of parts that it, it can cut out these things. But if you really want to cut out something special, uh, then, you know, you're going to have to program. There's a lot more work that goes into it. Right. I don't know. You know, in my conversations with architects, um, I don't know of anybody that designs in AutoCAD. They they always design on pen and paper. They sketch something out and then they transcribe it to AutoCAD. Is, is that or your, iPad and iPen? That yeah yeah <laughs> exactly yeah. from iPad to yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: I mean that is the the workflow that should happen, um, and I think. Predominantly, you know, designers work that way. Um, it's it's when you get into a situation where you you have, let's say, someone that is is only trained in drafting, and so they know this program really well, um, but they just don't know how to put the you know and, and the drafting
0: what, is autocad is that correct yeah i mean or the, like a, a similar program yeah there?
3: so you've got like two-dimensional drawing which would be like an autocad and then you have building information modeling which okay. is like you're basically drawing the floor plan and it's generating the elevation and the 3d you're you're building a 3d
1: model got it. that okay. has a bunch of information building associated the information models sometimes called bim yeah. if you've heard it that way yeah, um, I'm an apprentice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, one of the other th- things that 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 speaking of BIM, speaking of you know technology and how it's going to affect your craft and your trade, um, you know, I was talking to a architect on the commercial side, and you know, he was questioning his role going forward in architecture because of BIM, mm-hmm. um, because of these uh, very sophisticated modeling programs um where basically uh and it may we may be going back to just a design architect but i'd like your input they're building a building and the hvac contractor builds in bim and drops it into the thing the the plumber drops his stuff in the electrician drops his stuff in all from bim yeah all things that the architect used to do or used to coordinate now he's kind of getting pushed out. We don't need you anymore. And so his role is design because, you know, a lot of these, if you see these big architectural firms, uh, the engineering firms are buying the architectural things and putting them together yeah. so that they're all in one thing, certainly building commercial buildings. But, you know, what is the role of the architect going forward? I mean, or, or speak to those those observations and, and kind of yeah. How we I mean, go forward.
3: Yeah. Um- I haven't worked in such a, a, like a large commercial setting like that. So I don't, I don't know exactly, you know, what that, that nature is, but, um, just on the residential side of things, it's, it's much, uh, you know, much smaller scale, but there, there is that, uh, that aspect of it where, and I think, I think in many ways it's, it's good that we're all kind of communicating with the same software. So it's not like, okay, yeah you know, y'all are using your software and then we're trying to coordinate let's say, you know, structurals with the architecturals and the mechanicals. And it's like, there's all the these conflicts oh, happening a nightmare. Yeah. And so to be able to use one platform where everyone can say, oh, well, we're going to have to have, you know, fur down here to get this, this duct work through yeah. and, you know, kind of think through that prior to construction. Um, you know, I think, I think there's some beauty in that, um, I don't, I mean, to some degree, yeah, I think that the role of the architect over the years has been kind of si- sidelined a little bit. Um, and, you know, I I hope that doesn't necessarily continue. I don't, I, I still feel like we serve a very valuable role in, in the construction. And, you know, we know this design better than virtually anyone else on the project. So like to be there while it's being constructed and seeing things, current because i mean you could draw a perfect set of plans but if it's not getting executed accordingly then you know things can happen so Absolutely. um just being there when construction happens and uh, being a problem solver um, i think is a, a valuable uh, you know mm-hmm. a, a valuable part of the team so uh, i'm not sure if i fully answered that but
1: um no i mean it's just it's just uh again my lament is that we''re we're, we're losing beauty and we're losing yeah. um, as these te- as technology comes in right um, the role of the architect is important and you know wh- what is its role going forward and so uh, you know that that's part of the thing something I'll speak to. Um, that you said earlier when I was talking about how do you build something beautiful? You talked about materials, okay? And that would be getting into the craft and the execution yeah. of, of materials, making material decisions. Um, wh- what's the state of that? What do, you, what do you? What's your comment on, you know, making things beautiful through craftsmanship?
3: Yeah, um, I think there's some great, great stuff happening. And I mean, I'm, I'm optimistic about the direction of it. Just because i feel like we've got gone through this whole um kind of what we've been talking about is this, this production uh production architecture you know this uh this modern age of having things uh, instantaneously i feel at least the clients that come to me they want something that is different they yeah. want something that has soul to it um and i'm seeing more and more of that i'm seeing people getting more interested in, in, woodworking and like getting hands on. Um, and there's, there's a movement that I, I feel there's some energy, um, going in the right direction. And so, um, it's like a revival happening. It huh? is for sure. I think we've all gotten sick of just this, you know, cold stark, yeah, you know, plastic, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. like, um, this mass consumption. Um, I think, I think people are, we're kind of turning the corner a little
0: bit. Mm hmm. So as, as I, I mean, as a whole, how do you view the state of architecture today? I mean, is it, are you saying as a whole, it's, it is on the uptick or is it kind oh. of in a, in the dumps right now? Or, um, I don't know.
3: I think, uh, I, I think there's some very, very exciting stuff happening. I think, um, I, in residential architecture. Uh, well, I mean, in residential and commercial there's, there's still very exciting things happening. Um, I think, the bulk of what I'm seeing is still, you know, uh, um, value engineered kind of, you know, design soul being driven out of it, mm-hmm. but fighting uh, for cost
0: over. Yeah.
3: But I do think that there is, there is, uh, uh optimism in, at least in my perspective.
0: Yeah. That,
3: um, we can get out of that. So
0: that's encouraging that you see a, a light at the end of the tunnel, if you will.
2: Yeah. If you if you don't agree with a design that someone has for you, I mean, of course, you're coming up with the designs. But say someone says like, "Hey, I want you to like build this." This is my inspiration pictures. Do you like turn those down if they're not like like stuff you actually <laughs> like or like don't feel confident in? Um,
3: yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, I, I'll be open just about my opinions. Um, obviously, at, at the end of the day, it's it's their home and their right. their style. But I think my goal is to. Um, to make sure that we we have a clear direction and that if they're not they're not deviating necessarily mm-hmm. from that. Um, so that would be kind of my uh, gentle um, yeah. <laughs> push. To- <laughs> you, you're saying
0: you kind of act as a compass. They say this is what we want, this is what we want to do, and then you kind of act as a compass to like keep the project moving in that direction. Just to remind the homeowner, they want to you know put in a different window or something. You're like oh, okay, so this is this style, the house is currently in this style. How do we, you know, and you're kind yeah, of- Yeah,
3: that's, that, I think that's a, a good way. That's, that's one element of the job for sure. Yeah. Um, it's definitely just keeping, keeping that, uh that compass, you know, going the right
0: direction and the ship going the right direction. But, uh,
3: yeah, I think, I think that is, uh, an important element of it.
0: Yeah. And I think one thing to Richard's question, uh, that we've been talking about a lot is, um, it feels like the, the builder's job and it sounds like the architecture's job, architect's job as well is um, to really to educate the homeowner uh, on some of the things that maybe they're missing. And, and so what Richard's, I think, is just it seems to play into that same trend where it's like, yes, if they don't understand it or they're missing some aspect of it, it's encouraging to hear that you as architect would go, hey, this is this is what we're doing and we can do this. However, here's a better way of potentially putting this house together that is gonna make sense, make it feel right, and um ultimately provide the best homeown- homeowning owning experience. Yeah.
3: That that is uh I, I think you're touching on something very important because uh that education part of it is a, a huge, huge portion. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, uh I've been fortunate to have clients that have come uh come to me that are educated and do have really you know great taste and mm-hmm. so those those people are, are really easy to work with there's no real you know fighting them on on anything but um you do have the client that they want something beautiful and they they trust you but they don't fully understand like you know what the difference between good and great is or mm-hmm. you know uh kind of what that is so yeah. it is an educational um role that you're you're playing mm-hmm. to get them there so
1: Absolutely. I mean it makes sense. So if someone's young out there listening and saying, Well, that sounds interesting. I might want to be an architect. Are you are you encouraging them to follow your steps? Would you give them a different path than you took? Or what would you what would be your advice?
3: Um Yeah. Um I would definitely encourage anyone that's interested uh in, in the profession. I think it I think it's a great profession still. Um, you know, there's, uh, I think there's been, you know, declines in, in the, you know, the industry. Uh, but, it, um, I, I'm optimistic about, about the profession, honestly. Um, my path is, is not, you know, <laughs> orthodox by any means. So
2: go sign um, up for boat building. School.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I can't say follow my path because, um, what, what I would say is, is really, uh, just follow, follow your passion and, uh, and don't necessarily look for, you know, uh, what's going to pay the most or anything like that. Because, um, at the end of the day, I think you just need to get really, really good at, at whatever you're interested in. I mean, if you're interested in it, it's going to be a lot easier to get good at it, but, uh, just,
1: well, and it's good. And I mean I think that my question would be too, you know, when people ask me about that, when they talk about going to architecture school, I sometimes will dissuade them from <laughs> uh, from not architecture uh, yeah, school, no. but but like I have a friend who's an architect who uh went to UVA. And UVA obviously this great historical university, one of the you know, was voted the top, you know, architectural wonder in America. Uh, by architects thomas jefferson it's just an amazing place well their school is a modernist school and so we there's a there's a conflict between modernism and classicism and obviously notre dame is a is a all classical program but, and there are other programs that now teach more classical ideas um do you have a an opinion there would you would you say well yeah i should have gone to notre dame or because of the kind of things that I'm practicing or do you appreciate the, the modern bent that you got and, you know, or did you get a right blend of it or, you know, how would you respond to that?
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's personal preference. I would say that I was not coming out of, out of high school. I again had a kind of a, a skewed idea of what, what an architect was and kind of what the, program you know was all about I probably should have done more due diligence uh, prior Uh, but I I loved my my education honestly like I I don't I don't look back and say oh I wish I would have gone you know somewhere else but um um yeah I think I think what architecture schools are teaching is a, a problem solving it's a you know we are yes we're designing buildings but this could also you know, we could be designing furniture, we could be, you know, designing products. And so I think it's a well-versed uh, education. Yeah. Um, I, I love some of the, what I, what I was going to say is that I don't think I was ready for classical architecture whenever I got out of high school. Uh, it's not something that I was necessarily interested in. It was kind of that, you know, that um, that fine wine tasting, yeah. you know, like, it's like, okay, like now I get it.
0: So it was almost you needed the modern to kind of dip your toes in the water yeah. and, and get used to it. That was and the then jump. Yeah, into it, it was
3: exciting. It was like yes, like I've always been into like car design and like you know really kind of like sleek lines and uh, and so I still do kind of gravitate towards that. But like uh, I think one of my misconceptions about classical architecture is that it's like oh well you're you're just gonna look at the past and it's it's all about copying. But like there's so much. Uh, design flexibility there where it's like these are just you know guidelines like this is just yeah. one way of doing it but there's so much playful um na- so much playful nature to it that like it's really really fun and so like i think if i would have gone in knowing that then i would have been more open to it um so yeah it's, it took me a while and it was definitely a uh a round roundabout way to get to classical architecture kind of classically driven uh projects but um
0: very very fun stuff how do you think uh architecture as a craft today is uh is cheapened or maybe made better um like what are some of the things that that would lend architecture to becoming a a better craft or um what's something that just like kind of takes away from the art as a whole because i i feel like architecture is uh a little bit different than building and to where it kind of rides more on the line, if you've got a scale of what is an art versus what is a craft, um, art, architecture does seem to trend more into an art form that then dictates what a craft then becomes. And, and maybe they're the same word, and I'm just saying nonsense. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I think. Yeah. Uh, no, I
2: get what you're saying. Because
0: I was thinking, like, we're, we've we been talking about great guests that we want to have on, you being one of them. And um, I was just thinking about, I have a friend who's in the. Um, he does like Marvel movies and stuff. And so it, he would, I would say it was more of an art form, but maybe it, maybe it is a craft in kind of the same vein that architecture is. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, I guess I, I, I view them very similarly. Like when I, when I went to boat school, like I felt like that was like almost one and the same. Like it was like, they're very intertwined. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think, I think if you're, you're devoting yourself to becoming great at something, mm-hmm. then like you're, you're sitting on a path, you know, Yeah. whether that's sketching or, you know, it's just that, that repetition totally. you know, That that it really is a 10,000 hour kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, you've got to, you've got to work and work and, yeah. you know, it's going to be terrible at first and then mm-hmm. it gets a little bit better. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that's challenging about architecture in general is that just the, uh, the cycle of a project. I mean, you're talking about like a, you know, two years to see a product through and then it's like, okay, that was one rep, Mm -hmm. you know, like, so the the faster you can speed those up, like, and I think with, with woodworking for me, like, you know, these smaller projects where you, you draw, you implement, Mm -hmm. you, you know, you adapt and then you keep going, like you can get more reps faster. Um, and so I think that would be you know just kind of I don't know where I was going with that,
2: but like, <laughs> but a
0: way that the craft is made better, yeah. not
2: cheapening out the. Well, they are one and the same because we worked with you on that uh, that Staub house, yeah. and it's cool to have you walk through and be like, "Cool, this is my drawings like in real life." But for the for me as the carpenter, it's like my career before I got into even like looking at drawings, I would just look at the Pinterest stuff where people would show me and be like, Hey, make that. But for me, it's so cool to be like, okay, this is what he's drawn right here. Let's do that. Mm -hmm. And it's going to come out good because it's been thought out and designed. So Mm -hmm. I think they're one, like, yeah, it is like art and craft married together. Totally.
3: I I definitely love being in, in the thick of it. Uh, like going on site problem solving because it's like, you know, I, just working with you on the stop House, like you have really creative ideas that you know we can bounce ideas yeah. off of each other. And you're like mm-hmm. again, it's you're doing it, you get it. Like you might have a way better way of doing it, and so it's like um, I think being flexible yeah. in in some regards is, is important.
1: Yeah. Well, the the one of the things I've encouraged Richard and I've talked to other people about is 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 doing a bunch of different types of jobs, uh, and you know doing you know, production stuff, doing different. I think working with an architect, you are practicing it at a higher level um, because you're looking at details. You're, you know, you're doing more and, and more specific design stuff. How, question be, you know, the young young guy wants to go, wants to raise his game out there, uh, says, I ought to go talk to some architects around there. What's the best way to approach you as the architect as, as like, you know, how can I, if the guy says, how can I work with you? You know, how, you know, what, what's the best way? What are some qualifications that that guy needs? Maybe. maybe I mean, what, what this is what, a builder coming to me? No, or a the, craftsman, a, craft, a trim uh, carpenter, gotcha. a cabinet maker, you know, someone who's, who's building a portfolio okay. of, of the work that he's done. What's the best way to approach you and, you know, find work on your jobs?
3: Oh, you can come by the office (laughs) now. Um, I mean, I'm always looking for people that, you know, are eager and and hungry to learn and talented, Um, right? Yeah. Talent. Definitely. Um, I, I think to some degree they go hand in hand. I mean, to be, to be curious, like, and driven, like someone that is, uh, is just, just hungry to, you know, but Step, they don't
1: they don't need to be intimidated to come in to see you right? No, I mean, it's absolutely just, not. It's just you know bring your portfolio, and let's talk.
3: Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think uh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's um uh, I I I love talking with any any craftsman and anyone that's interested in in any type of craft honestly. So, um uh yeah, no no intimidation. Yeah.
0: Um well okay there's uh there's another question that we've got for you. Um and uh this is kind of fun but uh you are you are tasked with designing um you know name a project that you're currently on and uh you are stranded on a desert island you're only able to bring 3 tools with you. Okay. Sounds so like you, a real story now. <laughs> yeah, no, it's real. Yeah yeah, this is just like a normal day in the life, right? Yeah. Um so what what are the 3 tools that you as an architect feel that are must-haves um, for your job? Um, so the desert
3: Island I'm, I'm de- designing and building the house there. Desi- <laughs> just designing. Don't just go design. too deep into it. We'll yeah. Like, yeah what was it? Well, it would be the iPad. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, great. <laughs> yeah, no, it's so funny. Cause I, I have always been kind of more physical with, you know, again, yeah. the fountain pen and all that, but, um, that really has been a game changer. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, honestly, I spent a lot of time just drawing by hand, yeah. uh, you know, and then, um, and then computer, computer work after that. So, I mean, design wise, like there's not a whole lot of,
1: yeah. um, not many tools you necessarily need. Yeah. But if you're, but the, the sketch pad, whether it's an iPad or a, a physical pad yeah. is, is kind of, like that's the architect that's,
0: yeah, that's, tool,
1: right?
3: That's the tool. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean there's there's not much more than that. Yeah. Which is great. I, I mean I think the point of this question is a lot less like, you know, you're stranded on an island, what do you bring <laughs> with you, right? And it's a yeah. lot more um what you know are you, what, are what, are what are your essentials. What are your essentials? What are your favorite tools? But then on top of that, if you're starting out, you know, what are the what are the main tools that yeah. you need to run the job? And so yeah, a cup of espresso and awesome. drafting table. So you uh, can get uh, those yeah. organic yeah. wavy yeah. lines Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. got to be You got to work on those organic
0: yeah. wavy lines You got to
3: be, yeah uh, Just wavy hands But you're not yeah. going
2: to have anything to charge his iPad on the island No, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no that's yeah. really nitty yeah. gritty yeah. Of the iPad. Yeah. Uh,
0: Well, yeah, Austin um, Thank you so much It's been uh, an absolute pleasure having you on um, This is Austin Buley, everyone And uh, you can find him at DovetailDS.com
3: Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Yeah. yeah thanks nice
0: you for, for having coming.
1: Me. Good stuff. Yeah.